Well, I want to wish you a happy Mother's Day from my wife and I this day for you. And uh, as has already been stated, I recognize there are a lot of people that today is a painful day. And at the end of my sermon last Sunday, I mentioned about redirecting, often whether it's a sin you're struggling with, you redirect to who you should be. If you're struggling with hurt and pain, and don't get me wrong, if your mom just passed away last week or last month or last six months, let the pain work its way through. But for some of us, for me, it's been two and a half years, and it's time for me to redirect. And what I want to do is redirect my pain to loving and blessing other people. I want to look at other mothers, mothers in my life, my own wife, who's a mother. Uh, my mother-in-law is still alive, and I'm going to redirect my pain, and I'm going to love and honor mothers that way. And I'm just encouraging you, if you're here with hurt and pain, maybe your mom wasn't such a good mom, maybe you didn't grow up with a mom, let me encourage you to redirect that. Let's bow our heads and pray. Heavenly Father, as, uh, my goal today is to have a short sermon a blessing to moms so that they could go out and be with their families. I just pray, Father, that this short message would be pithy. It would be of the variety that it would have just the right amount of little details from your word, that we would be transformed people with strongholds, lies, and things that keep us from moving ahead torn down. And so, God, would you open up our hearts to you today, to your word. In Jesus Christ's name, I pray these things. Amen. Now, I live in O'Brien Lake, which is far south in Granbury. You can live from the church. Don't know what I was thinking, but uh, in O'Brien Lake, we have a Facebook page, like most neighborhoods do, and I sometimes go on there to see what's going on in the neighborhood, and uh, I just happened to go on there. I think it was yesterday morning as I was having breakfast, and uh, I saw something, and, and I've been encouraging us this way for a while. Uh, social media is not evil in and of itself. It's how it's used. You can go on there, and it always shocks me that people will go and say on Facebook that, that which they would never say to somebody in person. And I get it, you think you're anonymous, but your name's there, often your picture. And so I'm on Facebook page, O'Brien Lake page, and I read a very touching story, and it must have been somebody in my neighborhood who's a hairdresser, barber, and they described hats off to a lady who had a two-year-old son in their barber shop. And the two-year-old son did not want his haircut, and he did a fit. And this person in O'Brien Lake was saying, good on you, mom, you didn't lose your cool, you apologized to everybody else, you treated your son with respect and dignity, and you never got angry at him, and you just eventually just carried him out because he didn't want a haircut. And this person said, happy Mother's Day, you are awesome. And I read that and thought, man, if we could just start populating social media with that kind of stuff. I mean, I would like to go on and read that kind of stuff more. I mean, it warms my heart. As we go into this whole subject of Mother's Day, one of the first experiences I had where biblical teaching changed my life was obviously when I came to Christ. But I remember when I was about 19 years old. Now, if I could project you back to see me in a room with my dad, it was fireworks. 
I mean, my dad would say left, I'd say right. He'd say right, I'd say left. We didn't see eye to eye on anything. And I've told you before, he tried to kick me out of the house twice. I just didn't leave. Well, I had nowhere to go. I didn't know what to do. So I just pretended he didn't say it, and he never brought it up again. We had a very tense relationship. And what makes this worse is, especially when I was about 16, I started to live for Christ, but I did not yet have a lot of the teaching of Scripture. And I remember when I was about 19, going through the Scriptures, and a lot of these verses we're reading today about moms, it's about dads, and I began to understand that I needed to show my dad, both in words and in deed, love and respect. And so I did that. God gave me some ideas of things that I could go ask my dad advice for, and he gave some good answers, and our relationship was restored from that day on, and I am told, and I know I experienced a very closeness to my dad until he passed away about 13 years ago. I want to set you up with these five principles from Scripture about moms that I kind of dug around and found, and they're really good advice. A lot of them apply to dads, but I want you to hear them from the heart. I want you to understand that these scriptures or these principles may restore to you that which has been lost for years. And there may be all sorts of reasons why hurting people hurt people. There may be all sorts of reasons why your relationship with your mom is strained. There may be all sorts of reasons why even your passed away mother just brings a lot of pain to you. And I want you to find some healing for the future from the scriptures today. Turn in your Bibles to Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. This is probably one of the most popular Bible verses on moms, and it's repeated in Ephesians 6, chapter 2, or chapter 6, verse 2, and we're going to read both those passages. But these passages talk about honoring our mothers. Exodus, Exodus 20, 12 says, Honor your father and your mother. Listen to this. So that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. You understand the principle, right? There seems to be a spiritual, give you long life principle being proclaimed here. We as a society that spends billions on vitamins, exercise, uh, special foods that we eat just to make us feel better, uh, visiting Mexico to make our life longer. We who spend billions, here is a very simple principle that Scripture teaches that will make your life longer. Ephesians says it a little differently worded, but listen to it. Honor your father and mother which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Do you need any explaining about honoring? Assuming we all know what honoring is, I want to point out two kind of little parts to honoring. I, I believe there's two sides to it, honoring your mom. Number one, honoring is verbal, it's words. When you see your mom, what do you say to her? Uh, when she's in a group with you, what happens? 
What words come out of your mouth? Is it, Mom, sit down. Mom, get out of the way. Mom, grab my jacket. You know, I can tell you as a young man, I was that kind of person. I was very, I wouldn't say disrespectful to my mom, but I didn't honor her with my words. The second part about honoring our moms is that it needs to be in actions. It's our, it's our behavior that must change. As I said, I was an average kid. I, I, I just made assumptions that when I took my clothes off at night and threw them beside the bed, they'd be magically folded up, cleaned and washed at the foot of my bed, or I'd dump my jacket in the dining room, and lo and behold, it would always be found in the coat closet. I wasn't terribly honoring to my mom. As I grew older as a young man and then into adulthood, I began to understand that when I went home, I needed to honor my mom and dad, and I continually, up to the day my mom died two and a half years ago, I would go and help her out. I would speak kind words to her. There's another side to honor. And that's called respect. In fact, honor and respect, my next point from Leviticus 19.3, they're synonyms of each other. And in fact, I thought they should be the same point until I little, did a little bit of a Hebrew dig into the original language. But let me read the passage to you. Leviticus 19.3. Each of you must respect your mother and father. And you must observe my Sabbaths. I am the Lord your God. I want to point out one thing to this verse. If you thought God thought it was important that we be in church, that we honor the Sabbath, you are right. In the New Testament, it's even repeated. Do not forsake the gathering together of the brethren, which some are in the habit of doing. Going to church, being part of the body, letting iron sharpen iron. It's super important for our Christian growth. And God puts in that same sentence, honoring your mom. Honoring your mom. Now here's where the Hebrew comes in interesting. In the Hebrew, respect, in this passage, literally means that you should be afraid of your mom. That's what it literally means. In other words, your mom, her motherhood, demands your respect. It demands your respect. Who she is, what she's done, how she's given you life, how she's loved you and cared for you demands respect. I find it interesting, and I would ask for a show of hands, but I won't, how many show up for church once a year with their mom? And first service, it was a number. Some drove from other places. They missed out on their own church to come here and be with their mom. And by the way, if you are here for the once a year, welcome. Haven't seen you in a while. It's nice to see you. Got to give that little dig. I'm a pastor. But point number three out of the scriptures as I got looking, we are not to despise our mothers either. Proverbs 23, 22 says it this way, listen to your father who gave you life. Uh, That one always confuses me, but I know biologically how that works. And do not, listen to this, despise your mother. And it's got a little caveat, when she is old. Because you know what? When my mom got old, she became a lot more needy. She needed us to do a lot of things. And we could get a little spiteful and a little impatient. But we are not to despise her. So I looked up in a thesaurus with the word despise. And I I had to give it to you because there's lots of words. But hang on tight. It gets funny. Despise. So other words saying the same thing. 
Do not abhor your mother, deride your mother, detest, disdain, eschew, there's a good word, hate, loathe, neglect, reject, repudiate, revile, scorn, shun, snub, undervalue, abominate, disregard, flout, renounce, slight, spurn, here's my favorite, do not be allergic to your mother, do not feel contempt for, have no use for, look down your nose at, put down, and here's a good one, wipe out your mother. Now, if you've been wiping out your mother, we have an altar later, and you can come down and deal with that with the Lord. Don't despise her. I mean, these are good, solid, biblical teachings. Number four point, moving right through. We are to bless our moms. Proverbs 31, 28 says, her children arise and call her blessed. Call her blessed. Her husband also, he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. I looked in the mirror and I said, yep, it's fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done. Even seamless blankets, I think somebody said. And let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Oh, one of my fondest memories of my mom. 11 years ago, in our building in the south that Victory Church now owns, I was candidating. I remember I preached on Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. And I preached a sermon. And I, you know, because candidating is where... I'm kind of checking you out, you're checking, it's almost like courting. And it was my first weekend here trying to see and I didn't know if the elders would hire me or not or whether the church thought I was okay. And so I'm on my best behavior, got my best clothes on, got my best language on, I'm doing everything, my wife's dressed up nice, my, my kids are here. I, I actually remember one of my daughters saying something about my wife when she was questioned, and later I said, really? And she goes, I don't know, it just came out of my mouth. And it was a fun, awkward weekend, but after the sermon, in between the two services, I went into the atrium, which is really crowded, and I'm standing there, and people are shaking my hands, and you know, good job, pastor, it would be nice if you're here, all nice things. And I look up, and there comes my mom. Under each arm is my dogs. I had taken my dogs out to Fort St. John for her to take care of, and I said, can you bring them down Sunday afternoon, and then I'll take them back to Saskatchewan. So here she comes, into church. Now, understand, my mom never went to church unless she came to visit me. She didn't know you shouldn't bring dogs in church. And here they are, two wiener dogs, and one under each arm. She's coming into church. So I could have yelled at her. I could have made her feel bad. I could have despised her. But instead, I looked to one of my children and I said, hey, can you take the dogs outside? And I grabbed my mom around the arms and I introduced her. I honored her and I blessed her. I tell you that one good story. I can't say I was always good at that. Number five, five, fifth point. Do not forsake your mom's teaching. Proverbs 1.8 says, listen, my son, to your father's instruction, and this one, do not forsake your mother's teaching. I loved it. Don't be stupid, I think two of them said. My mother would say that to me sometimes. Do not forsake your mother's teaching. 
I have quoted my mom often in sermons, and she would listen online, and later on we'd talk, and she goes, I don't remember saying that. I said, I know, Mom, you're just so wise. And she'd laugh and chuckle. I've quoted her because I've read the scriptures, and honestly, I am who I am because of my mom. Here's a question that comes up in your mind probably. What if your mom was a nasty, selfish, mean person? First of all, I wanna say, and I wanna give you some caution because we can become so easily biased with the devil whispering in our ear and our age differences. My mom couldn't program a clock radio if you wanted her to or change the time. I could get so annoyed with her and so upset with her and how different she is generationally. And I, I know that my mom was opinionated. I remember being with her once, and I think it was in Walmart in Fort St. John, and a, a kid walked by with a baby. It was a very young mom, and the baby had a soother in its mouth, and mom grabbed the soother, took it out, handed it to the mom, and said, I think these are gross. You should never give it to him. And I remember going, oh, mom. <laughs> At the teller. She would be telling the mother, yes, I just, and I won't even go into what she would tell the tellers, and I'd be going, oh, Mom. And as Mom got older and after Dad passed away, some of those things became a little more extreme, and I know even as family, and I have never not talked to the rest, but I, I know we all got a little bit frustrated with Mom. And in fact, she decided that, I think she was 70, she decided to go back to work, wash dishes in a restaurant just to keep from getting bored, and she dyed her hair purple, and she liked hanging out with the teenagers, and I thought, oh, mom. And then she died suddenly at 74. And I will tell you that the older you get, the smaller your funeral is. There's exceptions. And I was expecting maybe 30, 40 family members to show up. But there was about 100 people that showed up to my mom's funeral. And there was a lot of those teenagers from the restaurant I didn't know. I mean, can you imagine? Why would teenagers show up to this old lady's funeral? Do you want to know why? Because there was something about my mom that attracted people. And I got a little bit of a skewed look at her. And it wasn't that I said or it was dishonoring to her. But you see, it really opened up my eyes to say to you, listen to the scriptures. My dad and I's relationship was restored listening to scriptures. And I'm just imploring and asking you, honor your mom. Respect your mom. Don't despise your mom. Bless your mom. Do the things that Scripture call you to do. And you say to me, yes, but do you know my mom? And I go, you're an adult. I think it'll be okay. And again, God isn't asking you to put yourself in harm or if your mom is literally a nasty, abusive woman. I'm not saying that. But for most of us, it's just that our perspective needs a little adjustment. And I'm saying to you today, the Holy Spirit wants to adjust your perspective. The Holy Spirit wants to restore your relationship with your mom. The Holy Spirit wants you to understand who your mom is and what makes her tick. And if you didn't know, my mom literally, her dad died when she was 12, and I always teased her that she was raised by wolves. But she turned out, I got to know my great aunt years later, and my great aunt told me kind of what my mom grew up like. And I can't believe that she turned out the way she did. You know, God wants to give you a love and a view and a respect 
God wants you to be afraid of your mother, so to speak. She demands your respect. Your life will be added to if you care for your mom. And I know today there's a lot of you here because you are here to respect your mom. My hat's off to you. Whether you have a two-year-old that wakes you up at four in the morning, my hat's off to you. And a lot of people don't know what it's like being a mom until they become a mom themselves. Hats off to you. I'm just calling you, imploring you on Scripture's behalf, on the teachings of God, by the filling of the Holy Spirit, turn over a new leaf and love and respect your mom. Let's bow and pray. Heavenly Father, I want to just say bless mothers here today. Some are mothers by giving birth, and we heard stories of like Colleen Van Newkirk and and uh, uh, Lynn Vanderat and others who are mothers by choice. They, they have chosen to have that caring, nurturing, loving characteristic and personality and, and speaking into it and laying on the side of their beds, literally helping others even as they get old. And Father, would you today just help us to stir in our hearts to really show uh, both verbal and action, blessing, and love, and concern. For some of us, we need to probably pick up the phone knowing we might get hung up on because of what's going on. But God, would you let us turn over a new leaf? Would your Holy Spirit fill us, empower us, and give us just the, the courage and the boldness and, and the right attitude to give respect and honor to that woman that gave birth to us. And God, there's many of us, maybe our moms have passed away, but there's a woman that has been so speaking into our life who has been so kind and courageous and loving. God, give us that name and may we call them today. God, we know you speak to us. We know you direct us, so lead us today into doing that. And God, to all the mothers here, I again say, God, bless you. In Jesus Christ's name I pray, amen.